Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, welcome back to another episode of my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and today with me is an, a, like, literally, I always say this, but I was like, and today I have all my friends, so-and-so, my friends, so-and-so, which is very annoying. Um, I sound like Busy Phillips when she had her show on E. Everybody Ooh. was her friends. But no, for real, the, like, I'm not even making fun of Busy. Like, I literally was like, girl, I am you. Like, everyone, I'm like, so we have my friend. But this girl truly is my friend. Um, From when I was fucking 17, I lived a summer in San Francisco. And now the world as it is, as small as it is, has brought us back together two decades later, full circle. Literally two decades later. And we actually came back together through business. Well, actually, through your business with one of my friends. Who's my friend. We're all friends. <laughs> so anyway, you guys, today the guest is Liz Cully. You are a jack of all fucking um, trades. I was a singer. I was on tour for four and a half years. Um, I, I don't know. I like to cook. I'm pretty damn good at it. Um, what else am I? And now you're soon to be a podcaster. Oh, yes. An official podcaster. Yes. I had a show back in the day called Getting Nailed, which was a nail art show that actually did pretty well. I am a psycho nail art fan, and I know everyone in the biz. It's really deep dark nail world. <laughs> um, so I did that a couple years ago, which was fun. I used to host the X Games, which was really cool. Crazy. Um, too bad I wasn't fucking dudes because there were so many hot dudes. That, <laughs> like, trust me, if you, y'all out there that are single, roll up to the X Games. You be good. Um, <laughs> and then I I have a show coming out with Darren Karp, who I'm yes. sure you guys know. Yes! And it's called Scissoring Isn't a Thing. Okay, why is it called Scissoring <laughs> Isn't a Thing? Because Darren really doesn't think it's a thing. <laughs> Um, which it kind of is or it isn't. I don't know. Listen to the podcast. We fight about it. But, you know, it was funny. Last night, somebody was like, so what is this podcast? I'm like, honestly, we're like kind of two hot queer women who know everyone. And we want to talk about queer stuff because it's all like gay men. Yeah. Like everything. Girl, I fucking love you. Okay. So like my entire comedy set, truly that, that I've done on tour with Stassi now. And if you're going to come out on the tour and see it, like bless and thank you. But like, I'm going to kind of like spoil it for you a little bit right now. But it's around this concept of like, I, 
like lesbians have the worst fucking stereotypes. The worst. Like, where's the queer eye for the lesbians? But like, it's like, oh, what are you guys gonna do? Teach them how to play softball and like, like <laughs> chop wood. Like, we have the worst stereotypes. Which, by the way, you and I are like, um, we don't play sports, but we will definitely <laughs> go to um, Intermix and Sex with Avenue and like, chop all day. Sometimes I feel like I am a gay man. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. like, and I just feel like the stereotypes around lesbianism are fucking awful and like not appealing. And gay men, like, listen. I understand like we are we are the second or third wave of like LGBTQ plus and thank you so much for the like path that's been paved to our pred- to our gay predecessors making it easier for us now to come out and live life as queer yeah. but I will say that like I know gay men had a really hard time in the 80s, but man. Well, first of all, they're actually, fucking crushing now. Actually, you know what? You know what's really interesting is I have a very good family friend. She is so wild. Her name is Martha. <laughs> she is like radical lesbian, was in San Francisco in the 80s and 90s. She's from Mexico, but she calls everyone her lover. Like when she has sex with people, she calls them lovers. <laughs> Like she smokes weed. She wears like caftans. She has like an onk necklace. I, I mean, her. Marta is the fucking shit. But you know what? She'll tell you. She's like, you know who took care of those men in the 80s and 90s yes. when they weren't Lesbians. doing so hot? Lesbians. Lesbians. Yes. So like, but you know, I will say, you know, there is kind of an unfair double standard, right? In uh, like in our world where like if a guy's bi or gay, like, like that. Oh my God. Do you watch Blind Love? Have you watched it yet? No. Whoo, honey. Y'all got to watch Blind Love. That is the most buck wild dating show I have are you like a bachelor fan or something I cannot stand bachelor. yeah neither can I but like I can't. this is the craziest show but one of the guys is bi and it does not go well for him well this is the thing is that I feel like as a society like we'll say oh a woman's bi fine like and you can kind of vastly in and out of like gay or straight but like once you're a guy and you you have one experience with a man you are gay and nobody yeah will. like G-A-Y for life yeah, yeah you're and it's done not, it's not fair you know so I understand that like to be like if we're gonna be on the real real I get like being a gay man like there are very real struggles but my entire like stand up set for Stassi is like fuck you gay guys I'm fucking sick of you you get all the best stuff and yeah. we get stuck holding the bag of like flannels and fucking mullets and Subarus and Birkenstocks and it's not fucking fair well and I guess that's really why we start and now thank you Taylor my <laughs> caffeine is not kicking in by the way everybody who's listening I live in LA where we drink green juice. We do not drink during the week. We hike when we want to hang out with people or do a exercise class. Y'all in New York are fucking crazy. I was out till three, two in the morning every single night this week. My friend rented out the box for her wedding. Stop it. Oh, I'll show you the pictures. It's insane. That is so cool. I am on the last leg of my life right now. So just work with me. Um, But yeah, I think that's why we started the show because I think Darren and I, you know, and I'm sure you constantly have this thing where people are like, oh, you don't look like a lesbian or you don't look like a lesbian or, oh, wow. Like, how are you sure? And you're like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm sure. You know what I mean? But yeah. So I think that's why we started the show. And um it yeah. like you're like dispelling all the myths of like lesbian and now also like queer like as a whole. Yeah, and all our guests aren't necessarily queer either. Like we've had um I'm, I can't say who we've had on, but we've had some really interesting people. It'll come out in a couple of weeks. Um you know, and maybe gay culture affected them in a positive way. Like right. or maybe they grew up with it or whatever. I mean, honestly, it was so funny because one of our guests, because we're shooting later tonight, I guess was dating a woman and now she's dating a man and she didn't think she quote qualified for the podcast. And we're like, no, dude, you can come on the podcast. Like, See, even that good. though, even that. It's I know. Like, I just feel like, yeah, I, it, it's a conversation that needs to be had. So I'm thrilled that you guys are doing it. Again, it's called scissoring is not a thing, even though, I mean, 
it kind of is. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> and, and it, it, you, the thing about the title, it's so funny. So we wanted the title from the beginning and our producer, Sarni was like, who's also literally one of my best friends. She's like, awesome. Like a sibling to me. She loved, loved it. But her boss was like, I don't know. Like, you're never going to be able to sell ads again. You know, that's all they care about, by the way, you guys. Um, I don't know. But we get such an amazing reaction from people when we tell them the name of the show. Like, I went to my niece's seventh Harry Potter-themed birthday yesterday, hung over to beat the band, like, a mess. And um, my brother-in-law was like, so, you have a podcast. Like, what's the name of it? Like, is it about business? I'm like, no, no it's called Scissoring Isn't a Thing. And the look on his face was like, Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> like, please don't tell any of your nieces and nephews. I'm like, whatever. They like read Harry Potter. I've never read the books. We obviously have nothing in common other than we're related. <laughs> so here's the thing. This is what, what is really crazy is that Liz and I were friends literally 20 years ago. Yeah. Tw- yeah. Literally 20 years ago. Literally, it'll be, it'll be 20 years ago this summer. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So I got shipped out real quick for anyone who doesn't know the story. If you know the story, I apologize. We'll make it quick. We'll make it quick. So, um, I was dating this guy who my parents thought was basically the devil incarnate. And so they wanted to get me the fuck away from him. Um, Kate Bosworth had actually introduced me to him because it was her ex-boyfriend. Yep. And so the truth, I just wanted to be friends with Kate Bosworth. I didn't even really like this guy. So I started dating him so that I could get closer to her. And then, I, you know, I high school hormones, I fell in love. Duh. And then I was, and then I was like obsessed with him, whatever. And he was like kind of bad news bears. So my parents literally shipped me across the country to live with my uncle Bo, who was in casting at the time. Very famous Boba no casting. Huge, 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 huge. And, um, but like we, like we, we were in a one bedroom apartment. You know what I mean? This is like before he got super big. I was, I literally slept on his couch every single night. <laughs> like that was my life. So they sent me out to live with Bo and to work with Bo. He fired me because I was a horrible intern and also to go to this acting school, ACT. Very prestigious. And so um, I went to that school and so did Liz. And that's where we met. Everybody else was a nerd and we were fucking cool. And so we be- we like yeah. bonded immediately. And we it was like the summer of Liz and Taylor. It really was. And that's- we became best friends. Yeah. And we would go to bars and parties and make out with boys. And you were falling in love with a really bad boy. Yeah, for the, it was like my first love, which, you know, took me 10 years to get over forever. Taylor was like, Fuck Bo, I'm gonna go live with Liz. I literally lived <laughs> and with literally Liz. lived with me. And her parents were at home because they were traveling. Oh, yeah. Like we were out. Liz was 15. I was 17. I was like chain smoking cigs. We I were was like a mess. out of control. Yeah. We were out of control. Anyway, so we had this one summer, and then we have to remind you that this was a time like there was no cell phones, there was no Facebook, Dial there was up no internet, Instagram. guys. Dial up internet so 20 years ago. When I'm left for the summer to go back home to go finish my senior year of high school, we lost touch. Yeah, I called her like one time at her house because we had to call house phone She talked to my mom to get Talk, um, me Yeah, I was phone. like, hi, it's Liz Cully from like San Francisco. Where's Taylor? She's so cool. And you guys have to understand, I was 15. Taylor is this like stunning, cool 17-year-old. Her uncle is Bo Bonneau. Like, I'm like, this girl is the coolest thing on the goddamn planet. Meanwhile, like, I thought you were the coolest thing in the world. And it didn't I mean, even occur to me that you were like so much younger. I know. In high school, two years is a lot. It is a lot. But I was also like a degenerate in getting you into nightclubs. Oh, I loved it. So um, I think we only talked like one time. I ended up going to boarding school. Not surprising, given the fact that we were smoking blunts and chain smoking cigarettes. <laughs> and um, we totally lost touch. I ended up going to school several years later in New York at the new school. And we were, you and I were just talking about this. I can't remember how I found out that Taylor was a famous person. I'm not famous. 
Yes, you are. I'm not. <laughs> and I was interning at Capitol Records. Oh. Anybody out there that watched the movie Hustlers with Jennifer Lopez, like that was the time that I was an intern at Capitol Records. Damn. And it actually was like that. That's like, crazy. It was wild. So anyway, it was 2003, 2004. So I found Taylor somehow. I emailed her. It was like, I am famous at Taylor.com, Strecker.com. <laughs> and I was like, hi, it's Liz Cully. Like, do you remember me? Do you want to like hang out? So then we make a date to hang out. Yep. Bubble Lounge. Yep. Taylor bounces down the street with literally pearls on and a navy blue and white A-line skirt. From J. Crow. Sits down and is like, uh, I'm going to get married. I'm going to get, I'm dating this guy. Named, uh, I call him Chad. By that's the way. not his name, but we call I him Chad. I just like love Chad. I call him husband. She calls him Chad. Just because like, he was such a Chad. He's such a fucking Chad. So anyway, <laughs> he sits down. By the way, she's like so perfect. So I'm, she's like, oh yeah, I'm on like serious sex. I have my talking with Taylor morning show. And I'm just like, you know, 18 or something like in college, like literally selling drugs and like working at a pizza shop in the Lower East Side, like trying to make fucking ends me going to the new school and Chad came I was like wow this guy is so whack what happened (laughs) what happened to my partner in crime where we would like go to reggae clubs and like lose our mind but okay she wants to move to Greenwich I support her (laughs) I support this you guys she literally got engaged like two weeks later no, you were on a mish. I was. And then, I'll, then I'm going to... mish. You were on a mish. Okay. And then all these years go by like 10 years. Another 10 years, people. Another 10 years. I end up becoming friends with Darren Karp, who I'm yep. sure you guys all know. I work at Bustle Digital Group, which is like an online magazine. I work in sales, but I tend to cast and create my own branded content videos. I wanted Darren in the video. Talent people gave me a list of prospective talent. Taylor fucking Strucker's name. I lose. I'm like, I know that girl. They're like, nah, you do. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I like know her. (laughs) Then simultaneously, Darren is on her Instagram story being like, I'm on the taste of Taylor. Wake up with Taylor's hundredth show that she shoots. (laughs) I text Darren like, do you know Taylor Strucker? She's like, yeah. I'm like, you text her right now and say, Liz Cully says hi. Which she does. Which she does. So I am like Liz Cully. It didn't even take me a second. I was like, yeah, I know Liz Cully. How do you know Liz Cully? (laughs) So anyway, then she was like, I'm going to do this bustle thing. And your name was on a list. And like Liz wants you to do it. Like you should do it with me. And I did. It was like for um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, it was for Focus Features. And it was really cool. And it was, we did it with our moms. Anyway, so fun. But so I start to like, Obviously, I am Instagram stalking Liz's life. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Liz is gay. <laughs> Meanwhile, Liz is doing the exact same thing with me. Oh, I was dying. I was like, what happened to Chad? Where's Who's Chad? Chad? I'm like, Chad's gone. Hot model Taylor is in. I'm like, this is so wild. So, okay. We, yeah. I so mean, that was the, but like to even hear your name was so crazy, but then to find out that like, you're now with a woman, I'm I with know. a woman. It was like, oh my God, were we in love? Our summer of love? I think I was in love with Taylor, you guys. <laughs> I've like admitted that to Taylor. I'm married now, so I can say that. I'm like, I think I was in love with you. I mean, who knows? Honestly, I think I was in love with Kate Bosworth. Why would I date oh a boy God. I didn't even like? Well, and you guys will all laugh. This, I remember, I'll never forget. I was like, oh yeah, Taylor, my friend, she's friends with Kate Bosworth. Like, which now my management group reps 
Kate. And I'm like, small world. And when I was in there, I'm like, oh, they rep Kate Bosworth. So when, because I live in LA, so like everybody thinks they know everyone, but I would always be like, oh, no, no, no. I know this girl. Her name is Taylor. And she grew up with Kate Bosworth. I've said that for the last two years. No, stop saying it. Why? You guys know each other. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but I feel like Kate like doesn't. Maybe I wonder if Kate thinks that like I had a big lesbian crush on her and she would be probably very correct. I mean, I just, (laughs) I never knew, like, I didn't know that I, I, I had never been with a woman ever in any way. I kissed my best friend Leah in Ithaca College for free pita pit. We were oh so God, that's fucking, right. You went to Ithaca. I remember that. We were so starving. And the boys were like, if you make out, we'll buy you pita pit. And so we did. And it was so, I felt literally Pita nothing. pit. Uh-huh. It was so fucking good. But I was so poor, so hungry, so chubby. But- Basically, it was literally nothing. And I never kissed a girl from that point on ever, ever, ever. I had never no inclination no inclination to. When I kissed a girl and I like it came out, I was furious. There were signs because like, why, why was I furious? Precisely. Why am I mad? Why does that sound? And I was like, this song promotes girls kissing other girls for boys to whack off to. I don't like it. Well, that actually feels very feminist and cool that you yes. didn't like it. But I didn't like it for that reason. I also loathed, loathed. Um, Flannel. Flannel. <laughs> Loathed. Um, Black Swan, when it came out, that scene with Mila Kunis and um, Natalie Portman, I was like, why they have to go there? It was too graphic. Natalie Portman's dad's watching. Like, I was so mad. First of all, Natalie Portman, she's fine. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, Natalie Portman's out here, like, fighting with Rose McGowan. Like, I can't even, but I mean. those are, the, like, the things that, like, would set me off. So, like, not only was I not. That's called internalized homophobia. homophobia. I know. So, but, like. I never, I, I used to get fixated with girls, but I thought I wanted to like be best friends with them or be them. I ha- I had the same thing. I knew I was always bi. You did? Oh, I think. Even when we knew each other? No, I don't think then, but definitely when I was. So like, what age? I think like 17, 18. When I was like 17, I hooked up with a girl. Really? Yeah. And that was crazy. And then I like never did it again. And then I had a boyfriend between when I was 19 and Wait, I want to hear, hear about that. You hooked up with a girl and never did it again. So like, what happened? Well, um, they made me cut this out of the last podcast. So I'm kind of tr- trying to figure out. I want to tell the truth. But like, my life is so crazy, you guys. By the way, by the way, I like wrote a book about my dating life. And Simon and Schuster was like, this is actually like too wild. Like you no. have to change it. I'm no. like, okay. No. Um, I hooked up with a woman. She was definitely older than me. I was 17. I think that's the age of consent. That is the age of consent. Okay. So yeah. fine. I was at a 40th birthday party and a woman followed me into the bathroom, pushed me out against the wall and started making out with me. Stop it. I, this is going to sound really crazy, but I was living on a boat at the time. <laughs> I can't with you. Because <laughs> this is my life. I was living on a boat in the San Francisco Marina Harbor, which, by the way, is like Arctic chill freezing. Yes. And we went back to the boat, which, by the way, is like illegal. You are not allowed to live on your boat, but I did. And I had sex with her. And it was amazing. And then I called her house line the next day because, again, guys, I think I had like a Nokia where you could yep. like change the front cover. Yes. Did you have orange? I had orange. I didn't have orange. I'd glow in the dark because I'm a badass bitch. <laughs> I would sit that thing right under the light just to make sure that it would be glowy later on. Um, And I called her the next morning and I like wanted to hang out with her. And she's like, you're the F word. What? What? Yeah. She like called me the F word. Like the the one for men? Yeah. Like the derogatory one. I'm not going to say it. Oh my God. And I cried and I got really freaked out. So that's- Excuse me. First of all, what? I'm I'm sorry. I'm mad. I know you guys can't see my face, but I'm like- "Uh, Okay. uh, First of all, she- she hit on you. 100%. So, she followed me in the bathroom. 
You and whoa, she has some. She's she needs to see her therapist. Yeah, she should see my therapist. <laughs> my therapist is so great. Um, anyway, so that happened, and then I started dating this guy who was terrible. It was a drug dealer. It was not great. At least he sold cocaine, so I had like a Mercedes. <laughs> um, so I was living well. Um, it was actually a purple eggplant, purple Mercedes with peanut butter guts. Oh, if you don't know what that means, then you need to listen to rap music. But oh anyway, my God. I don't know what it means. And to be honest with you, every how graphic can I get on the show? You can get pretty graphic. Okay, every time he wanted me to give him a blowjob, okay. I'd be like, let's just have a threesome and have the other girl do it. I like really didn't want it. I hated doing that. Blowjobs are the worst. It's like, disgusting. They're disgusting. So we started having like a ton of threesomes. Huh. And that's when I started hooking up. But I really was only doing it because I wanted to hook up the girl. Honestly, I'd be like, you can fuck him all night long and do whatever you want. I hate this guy anyway. I don't want him out of my house. Um, I was like, but he's paying for Like, I have like really nice clothes. Um, and then we broke up. And then I, I really didn't date women like that. Like, I dated men. I, of course, guys, apparently I'm attracted to horrible men. But I dated a guy 19 years older than me that straight up gives George Clooney a run for his money Ugh. all during my 20s. Damn. All on and off, on and off. So I dated him. And then I kind of like would date women here and there. And it wasn't until I was about 25 turning 26 Oh man, I met this girl and it was just, I, I had never felt like that. I felt crazy. Explain it. Cause I feel like that's how I felt about or feel about Taylor. I felt in, and this is your wife. No. Oh, no. what? I didn't meet Rachel till later. Okay. So wait. I had like a whole, I, I had a whole lesbian run before I met Rachel. Okay. Okay. I met this girl. I cannot say who she is cause I signed an NTA. Um, which is like why my book is so buck wild. Um, Oh my God, I just felt insane. I had never, I felt like I was literally floating. Yeah. Like it was bananas. I just, all I wanted to do was roll around naked with her and like listen to the Indigo Girls and fucking scissor kick and watch the L word. <laughs> <laughs> but what made matters worse is that she lived in LA. I was still living in San Francisco at the time. And I didn't realize that she was like, how do I say this? Uh, well, fine. Famous. Okay. And so I didn't know that about her. How did you not know? Well, because she's not like a celebrity famous. She's like very well known. Okay. And comes from a very well known family. Oprah. <laughs> no, <laughs> not no, but no. Um, and I just fell so in love with her and she dicked me around and I would fly down to LA to see her. And, it and then I moved to LA because I had been booked on a show, which by the way, guys, <laughs> Let me tell you, 15 years in this industry, I have been booked and sold so many shows and nothing has ever been made. <laughs> like it's so fucking it's frustrating. Awful. Um, so I'm really happy to be here. And I fell so in love with her and she fucking ghosted me and left me at the airport on Christmas. No, no. And I've never seen her since. Wait, I'm gonna ask you a question. I don't want you to get in trouble because when you sign NDAs, it's no fucking joke. But um, how did the NDA come to you? Like, oh, so I'll tell you how. And you know what? This was so buck wild is that I went down to go see her one weekend and we were hanging out with her company, like people that worked in her company and the people that worked for her. Uh -huh. And her finance guy says, gully cully. And I go, like, what? Like, how did you know my last name? And I totally put it together that they had done a huge background check on me. Which, by the way, for her, if I'm being honest, like, she is of a cer certain situation that they should have background checked me. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it was some real ass shit. Okay, gully cully? What's he that He was like, mean? oh, acting all gully cully. Well, um, for 
those of you, again, who like hip-hop music, being gully is like when you're kind of being hood or whatever. Uh-huh. And I think he just it rhymes. And I don't know, he kind of was like, oh, gully, cully. And I was like, wait, my name? And then when I came back down another time, she was like, hey, like, I know this is weird, but, you know, would you mind signing this? And I was like, oh my, okay. Did you get paid to sign it? No. Fuck that shit. But by the way, like, not for nothing, if I wasn't recording this, I talk about everything all the time. Like, yeah. fuck your NDA. Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not going to say it on, on the air, but, but like, fuck, fuck you. your NDA. Like, 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 fuck like, you. She going to tell me who this is after we get 100%. Off. And yeah. all the, by the way, like in the book, I've re, I've written it in a way that like you, if you're Fucking not rich dumb, people, you know man. who it is. You know what I mean? So anyway, so she ghosted me. She kept like not showing up. Question. You guys. Yeah, go ahead. Was she closeted? Was she married? No, she's super out, super open. Um, she just kept ghosting me because I wasn't important to her. And this was my first lesbian like thing. And it wasn't for her. She actually was fucking Clementine Ford, who is Seb, uh, Shepherd, um, Sybil Shepherd's daughter, oh my who God. was dating Linda Perry. This is the most lesbian thing you guys have ever heard <laughs> and was fucking her behind my back. And I later met Linda Perry and I was like, hi, um, you're a god, like a musical god, but I kind of need to tell you something. And it was at this like weird lesbian, like fundraiser. And I ruined my five minutes with Linda Perry being like, my heart was broken when I was 26 years old because this dumbass bitch was fucking your girlfriend and she died. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. So anyway, that's when I knew. And then after that, I did date a guy who I really did love, but I broke up with him because I was like, to be honest with you, like, I think I need to continue to date women. Like, okay. So how did so, you know that? Because for me, so with Tay, like, and I know, like we talked, I've, I've talked about this with Darren and her girlfriend. I've talked about it with you when I was on Scissoring Isn't a Thing, but like, yes, Tay and I, so I am Tay's first real relationship. Had she I, ever hooked up with a girl? Ever. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. She was a big lesbian. Big, oh, she, okay. She was like pretending that she wasn't in college, but she was hooking up. But she played fucking lacrosse in college. Okay. She was a lesbian. Very gay. Um, And then when she went to the city, she was like sneaky hooking up. But like she would like hook up with people like all the time at like nightclubs and shit like that. But like she never, she would lose interest the second after they were done hooking up. So for- I was kind of like that too. So taste, she's definitely like- you know, she definitely has had uh, her fair share of experiences, but I don't know how like intimate they got. Like, I don't think that she was like, sorry to be graphic, but like going down on everyone she hooked up with. Like that's the thing too, is I think there's a misconception that like, if you're gay, like you're like, you're kind of like a hoe and going all the way. Like, I think there no. was a lot of making out, a lot of like, probably like second base shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't always like fucking full blown like sex. So, I mean, whatever. She was like a hoe, but not. You know I love how I was like, how graphic can I get on this show? Take it away, Taylor. Take it away. But, um, I, like, she definitely had, like, she hooked up with a lot of people. You know what I mean? She had a lot of opportunity for relationships, but just never happened. So, I'm her first, like, we've been together, like, almost five years now. So, I'm her first long-term relationship. And she's my first ever ever lesbian experience. So I know that other lesbians are like, they're never going to fucking make it. Well, no, I mean, it was so funny when I, when Darren and I were talking and she was giving me the lowdown on you. Cause I'm like, tell me everything about my old best friend from summer. Um, 
she's like, yeah, she's with this amazing woman named Taylor. It's her first lesbian. I was like, ooh. Yeah, but you know what? I actually think that's a bunch of bullshit because I think the difference is, had you guys met when you were kids, like 18, 19, I think that's what it is. And it's really interesting. Uh, my personal trainer, who I love, his name is Arian. Um, <laughs> he has the most beautiful girlfriend. And I was like, is this like your all's first boyfriend, girlfriend? Like, what's up? Because they're young. They're like 26 years old and they're gonna get married. Like, right. I know it. I would caution young people to not and to not just be with who you are within your 20s because as I said to Arian I was like listen you this is going to sound so LA when you're in like turning 27 28 you go into what's called your Saturn return do you know what that is oh my god no do you not know what I'm talking about I truly don't okay any, I wish there, this was interactive. Anybody? Usually, I because well, I'm usually Bueller. live doing these things so I can like look out into the audience. I'm just looking at Clay Aiken constantly. The bobblehead. The bobblehead in front of me. So Saturn return is when you're like 27 to about 33. Okay. And that's when like every, think about that later, but think about how much you changed as a person and what went down with you I between 27 and 33. I literally got married to the wrong person, divorced. married for five years, divorced, and then became a lesbian. Like, no joke. Right. That was 27 to 33. Yeah, You grew the fuck up. And I think women in particular during the Saturn return time really grow up. So when I have my like heterosexual friends that are like, I've been married since I was 20. And I love my husband so much. And I was like, bullshit, dude. You fucking woke up when you were 28 and you're like, damn, I wish I had fucked a bajazillion more people. Right. And so I think it's just about timing. And I think you probably met Taylor at the right time. Yeah, but that scares me. She's five years younger than me. So she's I'm, five years younger than you? Yes. I met her, I guess. Maybe around- you were in love with me. You love young women. <laughs> Maybe. I met her when she was maybe 25. We were friends first, though. I had no idea she was gay because you don't look gay. Idiot. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and then, um, and now she'll, she is 32. So we're in a good spot. Yeah, she went through a Saturn return. You guys are still fine. Okay, feel, feel, and, here, and here's the thing. It's like when I met Rachel, my wife, like I had just been dating the worst girl. She was awful to me. She's so whack. She was like, had an eating disorder. She was like so mean to me. She would never take me out in public anywhere. I kept finding out. Like LA is really small, actually. Probably the same as New York. Once yep. you start like working in your inner entertainment, like the it, the rumors are true. We do all know each other, yes, right? Like yes. it's fine. I would find out she went to things with other people. Her friends all loved me. And they're like, why are you like not around very much? Also, she never gave me an orgasm in six months. Oh, that's bad. But I kept dating her because I'm like, she owns a company. She's really like got her shit together, whatever. Anyway, so I broke up with her and I had an entire summer of hodum. Hodum. I did actually fuck a guy. I fucked a guy I'd had a threesome with like eight years earlier with his wife. Oh my God. I know. I'm such a fucking beast. <laughs> and, um, and it was bad and it like, didn't feel like I should have been doing that. Right. And then, um, I actually had met a girl on a, I met a girl in San Francisco out one night, but I, no, no, no. I had been talking to her on an, a dating app called her, Yep, which is like the lesbian Tinder. We met, we had sex. She had really weird fake boobs. Like one of them was like deflate. Like the bag was like weird. Like I could literally see the ripples. I don't know, you guys. I don't know why I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you my whole life, but here we are. We had sex. It was really weird. She, came, I was used to host the Santa Monica Twilight concert series. So if any of you guys have seen that iconic like Ferris wheel in Santa Monica, yeah. I would host that. So every week at MySpace, because I worked at MySpace okay. at the time. So I would host it and she came down to visit me and it was immediately like there was no vibes. Again, you talk about how Taylor would fuck people in clubs and never talk to them again. Right. I likely should have done that with this weird girl. Okay. 
She comes down to visit me. My friends, who are now my next door neighbors, are in the audience. They text me and they're like, hey, we're with this girl named Rachel and she thinks we see you on stage. She thinks you're really cute. Are you dating guys? Are you dating girls? I'm like, well, y'all know I'm open to whatever. <laughs> like, don't care. Um, I was like, but I got this like weird girl with like really bad fake tits backstage with me. So like, give me a beat and I'll call you in a couple of days. By the way, this girl also looked at me during this time. We did not even have sex. I was like, why are you here? She like stayed with me for the weekend and I decided like enough was enough. So I'm like, no, I'm going to drive you to the airport now. And like, you're going to walk up to the Southwest counter and like, you're going to get on a plane. Like I'm done with this bullshit. We're in the car, you guys. And she looks at me and she's like, yeah, I really see myself like more dating like a trans person or a non-binary. Just so you guys know what I look like. Well, actually, please follow me. Listen to Liz on Instagram. Okay. One, because like you'll see all the pictures there. I do not look non-binary or trans. At, at all. all. At like, all. I literally look like I could live on the Upper East Side or like Greenwich, Connecticut with Chad. Yes. Like, I am not, you know what I'm Chad. saying? And I'm like, what the fuck is this? So anyway, I dropped her off at the goddamn airport, texted Rachel, who I'd never met, and was like, what's good? Literally. And then that was it. And then we were together. So then how time. did you know Rachel was the one? I knew the first night I met her. Really? How? I mean, guys, this is, I, I did all the wrong things. I just gotten um, to the gynecologist and gotten all my tests back. And by the way, like not for nothing, I always used condoms with dudes, which I highly recommend everyone who's Gen Z and young listening yes, to this podcast. Yes. And the reason why I'm being a weirdo and taking up our time saying that no. is because all the girls that work for me do not use condoms. No, 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 no. I actually find, I will share. I, you know what it is? I was like, so feeling guilty about like having like like sex with somebody who wasn't my boyfriend who I was going to marry because I was raised like so fucking Catholic. Like I remember sometimes like I wouldn't use condoms because I was like, it's not happening. Yeah, I think a lot of people do that. It's actually. not happening. Or like I remember one time, the first time I ever slept with Chad, I remember fucking I lied Chad. to him and said I didn't have condoms even though I did because I thought he would think I was a slut. I'm using sarcastic air quotes. He would think I was a slut if I had condoms. Hey, idiot. It's fucking gross to not have condoms. And also, like, it's 2020. Like, girls, do your goddamn thing. Yes. Have some condoms. Have you are, your condoms. You are the boss of yourself. But I, it does, I work for a huge, you know, company with a lot of female employees that are in their 20s, and, like, none of them use condoms. Why? I don't know. So, anyway, guys, back to me. <sighs> so, I get all my, like, tests done, but I literally had the printout that was like, you are STD free, motherfucker. And I go to meet Rachel and I'm so nervous. And I actually knew the bartender and he gave me a shot of tequila. She shows up. I, I'm like fumbling, bumbling. And I was like, um, just so you know, I have no STDs. She's And I have the piece of paper <laughs> right here. Rachel to this day is like, I thought you were an actual psychopath. <laughs> She's like, but I kind of loved it at the same time. And we sat and we had dinner like we made drinks, but then we just kept hanging out, kept hanging out. I had to go to a wedding the next day. Um, and we sat in her car in this neighborhood in Los Angeles where there was a lot of um, African-American trans sex workers. Uh -huh. And we just watched sex workers getting in the car with Johns and getting out. We're like, oh, she's safe. Okay. All right. We should good. And we talked till three in the morning. I don't know. I doing just God's work, doing God's work. <laughs> I just like knew it was her. I just knew it was her. So and how I, long did you date for before you guys got engaged? We, oh my God, girl, we got engaged less than a year ago and married five months. I got engaged and married within five months. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Which by the way, if you have like body dysmorphia like me, holy God, did I like 
I mean, I didn't, I really, I actually ate a lot of food. Actually, the key to losing weight is eating food. Um, yeah. I just worked out. I mean, holy God. And I, you know, and I actually lost too much weight. My dress was too big, which kind of sucked. Oh, but. blah, blah, crummy motherfucking river. Anyway. Um, so yeah, no, we got married and engaged really who quickly. Who proposed to who? I proposed to her. Was Tell the, the story. Okay, everybody. Taylor knows. I oh, got, I'm talking about, I usually am the one interviewing people. But it feels great to be wanted. Um, all right. So we go. I plan that we're going to Thailand because Rachel loves baby elephants. Oh, my God. It's all she wants. It's all she watches on Instagram. It's like baby elephants and like weird little dog rescues. I'm like, okay. So I, at Christmas time last year, give her like, we're going to Thailand. And she's like, what? Like, she doesn't like surprises. I probably should have taken a little bit of a note about that. Okay. So we go to Thailand. Everyone knows that I'm proposing. Like, everyone at work. Like, I mean, I didn't tell my family because my family sucks. But I told, like, all my friends, which is, like, really my family. And we call them family, don't you? Family. Well, my family is my—they're my friends. <laughs> I've just reversed it. Oh. I, I have a hard time with friends, so I just make my family my friends. Okay, well, my fi- my friends are my family. So we go to Thailand, and my plan was to do it at this— um, uh, elephant sanctuary. And by the way, if anybody goes to Thailand, please like do your research. You should not ride an elephant. I'm sorry. Like I'm not a vegan. I'm not a crazy person. I wear fur. Um, but don't ride elephants. It's not a rescue. Right, anyway, right. so we go and I'm like freaking the fuck out. I'm like, oh, I'm doing it. I tell the hotel to like put roses and champagne as much as we can understand each other because they speak Thai and I don't. Um, Saduika, that's like all I know how to say. So we go, but on your way to the fucking elephant sanctuary, they play you a video for an hour of like elephants being abused. No. So we are in, it's 110 degrees in Chiang Mai, sob crying with all these like weird British people like with bucket hats and like white sunscreen <laughs> and like families going to the sanctuary and I'm like oh fuck I can't do-. every animal we meet they're like oh this is Fifi and Fifi can't see because of like she was in the circus and the flash photography oh this is Pippi the elephant and she won't move because her best friend died here and so she won't move from this place oh, oh this is like tutu and she doesn't have a foot I'm like okay oh my God. <laughs> We get back to the hotel. I'm like, abort, abort. So then we keep making our way through the trip. And I keep like kind of back. I'm like, nothing is perfect. So we finally go to the Trang Islands, which I highly recommend. It's like almost on the way to the Philippines. And it is straight up the last night. I'm like, damn, I can't go home. Everyone on my Instagram is like, when is this happening? Like everyone is on my line. So it's the last night. Fuck. I go up to this guy named Billy, who's a G, who's working at our hotel. And he's like, yo, he could tell we're like down. And he's like, um, for a 200 baht, I'll take you in my tuk-tuk and I'll take you around to the back of the island. I was like, all right, Billy, meet me here at 6 p.m. Don't be late. So we get in his tuk-tuk. For those of you guys who don't know what his tuk-tuk is, it's basically a fucking box on a motorcycle and you pray that you're not going to die. <laughs> They're really fun. So we zip around to the other side of the island. It's beautiful. The sun is setting. And Rachel, being a nice person, is like, Billy, come sit with us and have a drink. And I'm like, yo, Billy, kick rocks. Like, (laughs) take this fucking bot or whatever and get out of here. So we, like, get drinks. We're sitting on the beach. I'm so nervous, you guys. And I wear my heart on my sleeve. Everyone, like, if I'm being— You're an open book. You're— Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 
I want to get famous enough so I can have that cameo thing. Yes. Do you have cameo? I haven't signed up You're for famous. It. Come on, Taylor. Because <laughs> I would like, I'm better at other people's things than my life. So I'm like, oh my God. I was like, let's go for a walk. She's like, I don't want to go for a walk. Why are we going to? I was like, let's go for a walk. <laughs> so we start walking, you guys. And all, and I am not kidding. All of a sudden I hear that Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift song. And I look around and it is the most blacked out, like from Texas college students on their spring break no. with their cell phones blasting like Apple music, fucking Taylor Swift. And I'm like, oh my God, dude. So I was like, Rachel, let's walk to the end of the beach. She's like, why are you being so weird? And then I literally, you guys look at her and I'm like, okay, so like, you know what? You've like taken the last, like the best years of my life. And if like, you don't want to do this, like I already like went to the negative. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to sue you for false representation. <laughs> First of all, all my lawyer friends out there, I completely made that up because yeah. I watched Law and Duh. Order and like Jag. None of that is real. She was like, what are you doing? I had brought glow up, light up, um, blow pop rings all the way from Cal from Dylan's candy bar all the way through. I put on the ring pop on her. I'm hysterically crying. I'm like, do you want to get married? And she keeps going, are you doing this? Don't do this. Are you doing this? Right now? Don't do this. <laughs> anyway, we start crying, freaking out. We're both a mess. We have blow up ring pops that are like glowing. Like we're at a rave and I am not exaggerating. And Taylor, I'm going to show you the pictures afterward. These blacked out teenagers are like, can you take our picture? We want to do a human pyramid because we're in a sorority. We're going to do a sorority squad. Can you take our picture? I'm hysterical. I'm like, yo, we just got engaged. They're like, oh my God, you guys, they, they, they just got engaged. They got engaged. Wait, but can you take our picture first? So I have pictures of me taking pictures, no. hysterically crying no. of these fucking Tweedledee and Tweedledip shits all over the Trang Islands. Anyway, so we did that. I called my mom. Um, my email to my family was like, um, I'm going to need you to be happy for me. Cause my parents, my mom was really unhappy when she found out that I was in such a serious relationship with women. She thought it was going to be a phase, uh -huh. which it wasn't. We've talked about like, yep. you know, what happens. And, um, I emailed them. I'm like, I'm going to need you to be happy for me. Like I'm a psychopath. Like, honestly, who knows? Then we went to some like weird lady's house and had a whole fish. And then like, we're sweating <laughs> and like, we didn't even have sex that night because we were so hot and there were so many mosquitoes. And then we like woke up and I had brought with me like 15 bridal magazines. <laughs> like if you want to talk about a psychopath she is right here Rachel's like you brought bridal magazines I'm like yeah for the last day for the plane we, we, we're about to go on Air China I got like fucking 19 hours on the way home anyway so yeah and then we just decided like I had we got married at my aunt's house in Tiburon and she was like the best weather is October that was Mar that was April and she's like you and by the way all of us are 80 years old and we're all gonna die and you gotta get married wow and I actually also recommend that. So how many guests did you have at your wedding? About 75. Yeah, that's kind of what, well, Tay and I, I, I don't know what the fuck we're gonna You're do. gonna lose friends, Taylor. And guess what? So did I. Anybody that's listening that I didn't invite you to the wedding, I am sorry. I, we were upfront about it. We also like, we never got our responses. All of our yeah. mail got fucked up. So we had like a lot of things working against us, but it was beautiful. I talked to everyone was awesome. 70 below is like really awesome. I was at a wedding. They're now divorced, but it what a wedding. And it was like all weekend long. And we were at like um Amangiri. Like we took over the place. Oh, I know what this wedding is. And fuck yes, dude. For it those of you guys best. that don't know what Amangiri is, it's like it's like four thousand dollars a night for like the bullshit like little room. Literally. 
literally. No, I'm not exact because I wanted to go and I was like, oh, that's for like rich people. Oh, yeah. So I will not be going. We had the whole thing to ourselves for three nights. It was fucking unbelievable. Unreal. It was the most epic wedding I've ever been been to. And it was about 70 people. And I remember thinking, this is what you do. It's the best. Because I got married, when I got married to Chad, it was 180 people, 200 people. It was too many people. We were just making small talk with like people we didn't want to talk to. It was stupid. I didn't invite a single cousin, a single aunt and uncle. I was cut throat. Yeah, that's how I'd want to be. And the thing is, Taylor can't be cutthroat. So I can be, but she can't be. So I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Well, I'll help you. I will be there for you. I okay. just helped a friend of mine do it. You, It's a process. And also I have Google Docs that are all like for you for everything. Okay. Oh, I'm like... I will say this though. There's a couple things like I really, so Tay and I have been together for almost five years. Okay. I'm like really, so I just had my birthday recently and Tay's mom was like, I thought you were going to fucking propose to her t- today. I'm like, what? No one sent me that memo. But anyway, like everyone is ready. Like I'm becoming that fuck boy that everyone's like, this fucking guy, he's never going to, like, she's a princess. We, she's beautiful. When's he going to fucking propose? What a piece of shit. <laughs> we were there too though. Cause we were together five years, but that's why when I proposed, I was like, dude, like not for nothing. If we're not going to do this, and it's okay. But like, oh, you guys I were need- together for five years before. Yes. Oh, I thought you were together for like a month before. No, dude. Oh, phew. We were together for five years. We didn't even move into with each other after a year and a half. Okay. We okay. are adults. We d- I remember I had got was in my Saturn return. We are good. We've been together forever. But for me, I yes. was just kind of like we. You know, sometimes Darren Carp doesn't believe in marriage, but she's gonna need to like unpack that in therapy because. There's something going on there. Yes. I, for me, do want to have children. And quite frankly, it's like a fucking, it's hard to have a kid and not be married. Yeah. And it's not because you're the relationship. It's actually like paperwork. Like you guys don't, well, I'm sure a lot of you guys have kids, but like hospital, picking up the motherfuckers from school. If y'all not legally got some shit together, I know. it's kind of a mess. And, and so, someone, and, and whoever it doesn't deliver is gonna have to adopt the baby. I know. Is that a fun process? You do know. Do you want to give birth? I do not. I want Tay is a hundo p. Really, gonna carry. I'm the one that's gonna have to carry. Yep. But I'm really scared. I'm really scared about childbirth. I'm. I mean, I luckily don't have to think about it. You don't want. You just don't have it in you. I just like. I watched my mom pregnant. Like my brother's eleven years younger than me, and I watched her go through that pregnancy, and she was miserable. And she was like, she gets so sick, she throws up the whole time. It's like she did not have. She was not one of those like I love being pregnant. Yeah, I think I'm going to be the same way. But Rachel really doesn't want to. Also, Rachel is kind of like androgynous looking. Mm -hmm. She's really fucking hot, but she's very androgynous and. I have a friend that's very androgynous and was pregnant, and I am not kidding you guys. The fucking looks and the shame. I think she's just like, I'm good. Like yeah. you, and also she told me that I wouldn't love the baby as much if she had it. <laughs> she's right. I think she's kind of right. <laughs> who knows? Maybe I can't get pregnant. That's a lot of things people don't talk about, right? Is like right. maybe I'm gonna have fertility issues. I think I am gonna freeze embryos this year though. Cause me I'm too. not ready. Me too. We should do a whole podcast about that. Oh my God. Actually, I also wanna film it. Okay, I'm in. Wait, why are you going to... Is she going to carry your kid? She wants to carry one of mine. Oh my God. Yeah. Really? Yeah, she wants to carry them together to, for so it, it's like twins. 
Fuck. Wait, I want what? one. I want one kid. I want to be a one kid family. No, you don't. Yes, I do. S- kids that don't have siblings are, are serial awesome. killers. They're, They're fucking serial awesome. killers. No. They're serial killers. I, I'm telling you. They don't know how to share. I can't fucking, I can't fucking support, you know. A, You're famous. No, you it's would gonna be. It's going to be su- fine. You would be surprised. I saw your apartment on your Instagram. That's social climbing. That's not financial. So, but that, that, You're that's, rich. No, I'm, no, I just know a guy who got, who gave me a good deal. I swear to God. All right, fine. Well, I feel the same way. It was, it was our, we had a studio apartment in New York City. We're paying each $250 extra a month in our studio. Okay? No, listen, we, we were. Perspective. No, I get it. I mean, here's the thing. Like, if I financially could do it, I would have three kids. Yes. Or maybe even four, quite frankly. I'm just nervous. I'm, I'm just, also very I'm vain. Money. I'm very vain. I want like new tits. I want cool sculpt. I want liposuction. I want a tummy tuck. I want all that goddamn shit after I have a kid. So I think the money that it's going to cost to get myself to where I deserve to be <laughs> is going to replace a fucking child. <laughs> But the thing is, is that so I can't look to you for help with the proposal because you fucking sucked at that. I was terrible. Um, I think I'm going to be terrible. The thing that was like, I feel like I'm dragging my feet for a couple of reasons. One, I was married before. And so I think I'm still recovering from like PTSD. Two, my family was having a really hard time, but they're fucking awesome now. So like, but that that was really big. For Everyone's going to show up for you. Trust me. You know, we've talked about this. I didn't speak to my mother for like six months. It's been awful. It was incredible to see really? her friends and everyone. I mean, she, my mom was a total asshole at my wedding because she's a narcissist. But like other than her, but everyone else really showed up and was really happy for us. You'll <laughs> be surprised. People will really come out of the woodwork and be happy. All your f- thousands of fans that are listening, they're all rooting for you. I mean, I wish you guys could tell me this in real time. Everyone is rooting for you and Taylor. Yeah. And I will help you with the ring but, but so, so and the dress. So here's the thing is that like now we're at a place where Tay and I have talked about it. Like we are getting engaged. I also, I have to get myself healthy because I want to look cute in fucking engagement photos with, with her. There's oh, you're also, engagement photos? That's so lame. Well, see, this is the thing is I, I all I know that. is what I did. So That's I don't, I don't lame. know what to do. Just be an adult and it's like when people do gender reveals. Hey guys, remember like back in the day when you go to the doctor and the doctor, you got a sonogram and was like, you're having a boy or a girl and you didn't have to fucking open up a cake and M&Ms of a different color to spill out. <laughs> or you didn't like shot off a fucking rocket and it was pink fucking powder. Like guys, and this is too stupid. This is all dumb. <laughs> you don't have to. I mean, if you want to do engagement photos, do it. But Tay but, is very, my t- Taylor, my girlfriend looks very cool, but she is incredibly basic okay. like incredibly like if we do not capture this on but you're on Weight camera, Watchers you're getting healthy so you're gonna no, be fine yeah. so I'm so I, I took that I also step. have the best nutritionist who does online shit he's in LA but he is he I, I didn't know this when I started going to him but unfortunately he was the revenge body nutritionist oh shit but he's not that expensive and honestly I totally think I had an eating disorder before and he's changed my life oh okay and I lost guys <laughs> I want you all to know scale is nothing, but I did like body fat, like my blood levels and body fat. I went from 37% body fat to 24 in five Shut months. Shut the fuck up. Technically on the scale, I only lost like eight pounds, but it was like 27 pounds of fat difference. Holy shit. And I ate more than I had ever eaten in my life. And I still drank. Okay. You just fucking sold me. Yeah. Anybody follow me on whatever and I'll hook y'all up. He's great. Okay. So. But so I want to get there. So I'm working towards that. But like, then it's like, 
ring. What are we going to do about the ring? I told you, you're not repurposing your old ring. I want to reset my old ring. No, I actually actually messaged my jeweler and was like, what's good? And he's like, nah. When are you coming to LA? You're you're on tour? I'm about to go on tour. I'm not for a million years. Why don't you come visit us? Okay. Stay with Rachel and I in our guest room. Come to my jeweler. We, I think you can even swap it. Ugh. It has bad juju, Taylor. I'm not, I'm not letting you use the same ring. I don't care. We'll see. It's a blood diamond. Okay, and then the last thing that's really fucking me up is... What? Like... What? What is fucking you up? Like, we have to compete with each other on our wedding day? Oh, so I know. I, mean, I don't know how you guys... Listen, my wife wore a sick... St. Laurent suit and I wore a dress designed by my best friend Catherine Kowalski Bridal who's here in New York and is the best of all time plug for her um, really stunning and it, my dress was chic as fuck we were chic you guys were chic but I didn't have to compete with another woman wearing a dress which I think would fuck question me up. if Rachel wanted to wear a dress how would you feel uh, she would look insane because <laughs> if you guys do follow, follow me or you see any of my pictures like I would I, if I ever saw her not in paint like I can't, I can barely see her in shorts. So here's the thing with my Tay. So my Tay's very like she looks like an off-duty model, but she's it's very like double RL, like Ralph Lauren, like denim on denim, like very like. Cool. She's gonna wear a slip dress. We already know. We what know it this, is. but this is the thing. She looks very cool always. And when I'm like when we fell in love, like she was always like wearing like fucking skinny jeans and chucks and like hats and shit. So like I got used to being the girly one, and she was like more of like the androgynous one. If if one of us I know, be but a- you're gonna listen. Your style. I think this, I thought about this, okay? But when she wears dresses, y'all, it makes me, she looks gorgeous, but it makes me fucking, I, I freak out. And we, I, I was saying, I get in fights with her at every single wedding we go to because at weddings, she usually wears dresses and heels. And it's like, I do not even know you. And you are competing with me. I know that. But she loves you and thinks that you're the fucking hottest girl in the room. She does. So what we're going to do, because apparently I'm going to be your fairy lesbian fucking wedding planner. (laughs) We're going to get you looking the best A-line because you know and I, we rock an A-line. Yes, we do. And we're going to get you the hottest you've ever fucking looked in your life. Yeah, I have to. Because like to stand next to her in a dress makes me want to fucking die. Die. Stop. No, I'm serious. But I'm, I bet she I'm de- feels I'm the same ass. way. I bet she feels the she same way. She definitely does not. She loves herself, which I'm always like, that is so rude. Why would you say that to me? Oh my God. But she's like, she's like I, I'm, I'm like, do you like love yourself? She's like, yeah, I love myself. I'm like, you know, that's fucking gross. Get out of here with that. <laughs> I don't love myself either. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm like, when is that going to kick in? Saturn return is over. What's like the next return? I don't know. I thought it was just money. You and I are both so narcissistic, but we do. We also are very self-loathing. It's interesting I don't think we're narcissistic. I think we actually mask our probably deep, sad insecurity with just like, blah, blah. <laughs> exactly. That's why we were best friends when we were 15 and 17 Thursday. and we came and back. You can find I don't think Instagram like your listeners Yola understand Robert. how crazy it is that and the, the world brought us back together. Literally like, like second life podcast. every 10 like years. Subscribe. It's nuts. Like, and not for us like searching for each other. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's insane. It's meant to be. It is meant to be. I'm so, I, I'm so happy to have you back in my life. Me too. I can't wait for the wedding. I know you're going to have 75 people, but I am inviting myself. <laughs> Good luck with that. I'm sorry. I'm coming. I don't care. Dar- fuck Darren Carp. I'm coming. Oh my God. Can you even, I swear to God, your podcast will break up if I invited you. I know, it actually And not would. Darren and Carson. How about Carson doesn't come and just Darren and I come as each other's oh, dates? Oh, you do not want to fucks with Carson. I know. I'm scared of her. <laughs> I haven't be. met her. I'm scared. All right, fine. Well, you know what? I'm going to come. So, <laughs> so you're not, two people isn't going to make the difference. You can have 77. 
Oh my God. I'm already, it's too anxiety provoking. I can't plan a wedding. You know what you could do? To be honest with you, like if it's really going to be that much drama, just keep it at a hundred. I honestly, you know what I think we're going to do? We're going to just do like family and then we're going to throw a fucking huge party. That's well, that's what my friends did. They rented out the box. Oh, they had a tiny that, little wedding and then there was 200 people that's at the what, box. They, like that, Taylor is too social. Honestly, me too. Like there's no way we Why can Why don't you people. do like 35, 45 people, friends, do a little thing. I mean, talk about chic. I mean, this girl, I'll show you after. I mean, she had a really small dinner at the public hotel and yeah. then rented out the box and we all lost our mind till four in the morning. That's exactly what I want to do. The four in the morning is aggressive. That's a little, I I, I like. I want to be in bed by like two. Okay. Latest. That's all I ever want. Um, Liz, we're out of time. I fucking love you. I love you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm like dying. I feel you're a magic, made You're it. a magical unicorn person. No, First of all, thank you, you for thinking I'm famous. I actually am very much not. Yep, you're famous. <laughs> um, and that's why I keep Liz around. <laughs> Liz, I love you. I'm obsessed with you. I'm so excited that you're finally getting your fucking mouth behind a microphone because it, it it's... It is destiny. Thank you. And I'm so excited for your podcast to come out. It's called There's No Such Thing as Scissoring. No, it's called What's Wrong With You? <laughs> no, guy, I'll do my own send off. Do it. Um, it's called Scissoring Isn't a Thing. What's with, wrong with me? With Darren Carp. Scissoring Isn't a Thing. Coming out probably like early April. Um, I'm Liz Cully. You can find me at Listen to Liz on all social media platforms. I don't have TikTok yet. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but follow me on Instagram and I'll follow you back. Oh, Liz, I love you. I love you. And you guys make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, that's how you pay me for this free podcast. And uh, follow me on social media too if you don't already, at Taylor Strecker. We'll be back next week with another fantastic podcast. Love you, Liz. Bye. Bye, girl, bye. Bye.